Come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Good evening, folks. We are getting ready to talk about our next film. Um, it's a Netflix 2020 film called Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight. I believe it's a Polish movie. Um, and it's dubbed on Netflix, which is really funny. Uh, just because, honestly, watching it, it made me feel like I was watching um, like an old 80s Japanese dubbed movie. Just because of the, the way the lip syncing is done. Um, but yeah, pretty much it's a group of technology-dependent teenagers goes to ca- offline camp and face a deadly danger lurking in the woods. Uh, so yeah, it's a bunch of kids that apparently they're being punished by going to this camp because all they do is sit on Facebook and play video games. Is anybody in there? Grab my hand. Wait there, I'll go get help. What I want is for all of you to treat this camp as a kind of holiday. We will have fun. We're going to make some new friends. I'm for also. At the same time, we will analyze our problems. It's going to be a week full of adventures, so much fun and opportunities. My name is Isa. I'll be the leader of your group then. Well, off we go now. Did you know in Poland, 15,000 people disappear every year, a third of them in the woods? Guess we're contributing to the stats this year. Daniel! Daniel! Bartek, Daniela, you two will stay here in the event that Daniel returns. Don't go anywhere. Are we clear? Myself and Zoja will look around nearby. But it's private property. We aren't allowed to go in. Nobody's home. I say we go back, okay? Starts out with this old mail carrier who's riding this little red bike that looks like it's pretty much going to break down at any point in time. 
Um, but yeah, he stops at this house that's in the middle of the woods, knocks a few times, uh, no one comes to answer the door at all. But then we see inside the house and it's this old lady who's very frantically using one of those old school washing machines that has like the grate on top where you actually run the clothes through that. Um, she's, she's scrubbing her clothes the old school way. But yeah, still doesn't answer the door. Mailman's getting a little curious, I guess, instead of just dropping the mail on the, the doorstep, he hears some moaning coming from around the house. There's like the basement and the windows boarded up. You can hear some moaning coming through from there. It's like a crawl space basement almost. But later on in the movie, we find out it's actually a window. Um, but yeah, he hears some, you know, moaning. Takes he he rips the wood off and looks inside. And he's kind of shocked. And he's like, "Oh, you know, give me your hand. I'll help you." And he's you know talking and he's like, "Well, give me your other hand because you can't get the person out." And then he's like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna go get help then." So he uh, he gets up to go get help. And that's when he's grabbed by the legs and dragged into the uh, into the basement, and we hear him screaming. Um, and then, next thing you know, it's 30 years later. A group of kids are at summer camp. Um, they're getting asked to hand over all their electrical items, cell phones, tablets, MP3 players, maybe you know whatever they got that uses electricity or a kind of device of social media. They hand it over. Um, they're at this camp. Because the goal is to show kids that you can live offline. You don't have to be dependent on your cell phone or your Facebook, whatever, Twitter, Instagram, uh, MySpace. If, you know, if this movie's dated back far enough, it'd be kind of funny if it was. Um, but yeah, like I said in the beginning, the dubbing is really funny. It's just like watching the person talk and then hearing the voice come through. You can definitely tell that voice does not line up with what that person's voice would actually be. So... And then we randomly cue up the sexy girl music as she's, uh, you know, taking her hair elastic out of her hair and just throwing her hair around. It's very cliche. It's definitely like an 80s cheese horror movie. And then we see the old lady unlocking a trap door. Uh, this is the old lady that was scrubbing her clothes in the, the washroom machine uh, earlier in the movie. Uh, she's trying to drag the, like this dead animal into the basement. And she ends up falling in the basement herself. I think she's trying to drag like a a boar or something i'm not really too sure what it was um she falls in of course and then we hear this large person walking around in the basement and then next thing we know we see some blood splatter on the wall and her screaming because obviously she's dead now <clears throat> and then randomly it cuts to like a scene back of the camp and they gotta get rid of all the technology which i understand it's fine it's whatever um but there's a girl using a hair curler or whatever curling iron to do her hair but yeah that all technology had to you know be given up but i guess you know your hair is a necessity apparently and then they have this priest show up to say a word to the kids because he's afraid that they're all sinners and they're all going to die because they're codependent on technology uh, to the point where um he uses holy water and the little dashy thing i don't know the technical term and he dashes the cell phones to try and cure them of their evil sins um then we have a bunch of the group of kids you know at the beginning they have to pick a number and they get split up in the groups and uh this one group that we follow through that the whole movie they have to go on a three-day hike in the woods that sounds like a lot of fun uh i don't mind hiking in the woods but i don't want to spend three days in the woods especially with a group of people i don't know at all and i'll never really know um while on the walk in the woods uh honestly i'll say as well um I didn't look up any research, as always, of the characters' names. Uh, they're all originally Polish names. Anyways, um, so I just got kind of like a couple cliche character names. Like, there's uh, the nerdy kid, the jock kid, the one kid that we th kind of looks like a cool kid that ends up being the gay kid. 
we got our, our council or camp counselor. Um, we have the the badass chick who I'm just gonna call Terminator because at this scene right now we have uh, the nerdy kid who's really like this badass looking. She's kind of bad, kind of like shy and very quiet looking, but she kind of looks like she's just like off the army reserve like. She looks like she'd kick your ass in a moment. Um, but yeah, anyways, they're on the walk in the woods, and the nerdy kid tries to make salt, small talk with her. And he's like, he's making a bunch of uh, uh, Terminator references to her necklace. And he's at one point, he's like, you kind of look like Sarah Connor as well. And they just kind of go back and forth. And she knows what he's talking about, so she, you know, she plays along with it. And then we have uh, the jock guy who's trying to hit on this other girl that's walking in front of her because he's just literally staring at her ass. And he's like, you work out? And she's like, no, not really, do you? He's like, only my free time. And then the guy behind him, which looks like he's kind of the cool kid, but turns out to be the gay guy, randomly. Um, they start arguing back and forth uh, to the point where he's like, yeah, I bet you even shave your legs. And that pisses him off uh, to the point where he's also like, oh, I bet you suck cock too. And the uh, jock guy just gives him a shove and he falls down this little hill and slices up his leg like, you know, it's like the end of the world kind of thing. He's got to get all, you know, wrapped up. Um, but yeah, it's it's a little plot point. Nothing really big. And then the nerd guy's like, well, I gotta go take a piss. So he, he's going to take a piss farther in the woods. He, he's sniffing around. He smells something. He looks over and sees the dead carcass of a deer. And he gets so scared that he pees all over the deer. I don't know why, but he pees all over the deer. So that's that's something, I guess. And then the Terminator girl, she's, well, they're, everyone's at the deer looking at it. The, the camp lady's poking it with a stick and stuff. And uh, the Terminator girl's getting very nervous. And she's looking around. And she sees this hand that kind of just disappears behind a tree. It's not a human hand by any means either. But the thing is, this tree's not even a big tree. It's not a giant thick tree. So you don't see the body of the person behind. And we find out these uh, f this freak that's going to be killing everyone. He's a very big lad. Uh, like myself. Very, very huge. Um, there's no way he's hiding behind that tree. Uh, no way, no way in hell. He'd need like four trees in a row to hide behind. So I don't. That's kind of out of context and kind of doesn't make sense with the rest of the movie. So and then the kids are getting ready to set up camp for the night, and uh, they're all having to set up their own tents. And the preppy girl is taking her tent out of the package and looking at it like it's the weirdest thing she's ever seen in her life. And then she asks the jock guy to come over. She's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Clearly, you don't know what you're doing. She's like, I, th I think these two things go together, maybe. She's very ditzy and stupid. So a lot of these characters are this stereotypical horror movie characters. You know, the nerd, the jock, preppy girl, whatever. And then the jock's just like, you know what? I'll 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 build this tent for you. How about you just, you know, go away. Just chew. And then uh, later that night, they're all sitting around the campfire. And they're going on about how or why they're there and whatnot. And what their stuff is and their issues with technology and then we see this shadow of what looks to be a wolf running by the campfire and it grabs everyone's attention so the camp guide goes over to take a look what's in the bushes come find out it's only a little scared fox uh so we build up some suspense just for it being you know, a little red fox and then later that night the jock sneaks out of his tent to uh, go smoke a joint and at the same time preppy girl comes behind him and literally scares the shit out of him she sits down beside him and he just gets he almost looks like he's gonna shit himself that's how scared he gets and then there's a little bonding session or you know finding out more about the characters between the preppy girl and the jock and he's she starts flirting with him he's like oh you've never had a girlfriend have you and he's like yeah I, i've been on and off and kind of find out it's only a long distance internet girlfriend 
Um, and then, you know, randomly they just start having sex by the wire. And then, uh, for whatever reason, she takes off afterwards after they're done, you know, to go back to camp. And he's already got a sleeping bag set up by the water where they just got it on. And he's like, you know what, I'm just going to sleep by the water. And then, next thing you know, he pulls his cell phone out of his sleeping bag. The guy's a sneaky bastard, but guess what? Karma's going to get him because the big creature, freak, or whatever we might want to call him, uh, comes up, grabs him by the sleeping bag, and literally kills him like Jason X did with the the uh, simulation and the little camp area. He literally wraps up the sleeping bag and starts whacking it on a tree. And then we have a flashback um, to the Terminator girl. Uh, she's still sleeping in her tent, and she's remembering a time where she was driving with her family and her siblings and there was a car accident and then next thing you know we wake up she or she wakes up and it's the guide asking you know where the jock guy is and why he's missing i believe his name in the movie was daniel but i'm not going to quote that um and then preppy girl mentions oh yeah we we hung out last night by the by the water and just chatted and stuff like that so they're like okay let's show me the exact spot so i can try and look for some clues to see where he went uh, so they go down there, and the the guide finds a half-smoked joint and a used condom. They're still looking for uh, clues, and the Terminator girl just takes a little walk around, and she's like, huh, I think this is blood on the tree. And the guy doesn't want to believe that's blood at all. She's like, no, no, it's probably just sap. It's probably just sap. And they're like, sap that looks like that? Yeah, it could, it's probably just sap. Don't worry about it. And then, of course, the, the guide's like, okay, well, let's split up. You know, try and find him, try and cover a little bit of ground. So Preppy Girl and the cool guy who's injured stay and then the other three go off and the nerd guy's getting very very worried he's like you know in horror movies this is how people start to die and he starts going on about how you know in order people die and how the ugly person dies and then the person that has sex dies and the person that decided to split off die i mean it's why they're on the walk trying to find some more clues to see where the other guy went uh they come across this creepy house in the woods and there's like, oh, I don't want to hop this fence to go see if anyone's in there because that's trespassing. We're out in the middle woods and someone will probably shoot us if we trespass, which, you know, rightfully so, it probably would happen um, because that's just how things are back then and nowadays. And I don't know. It must. It's probably present day, so it probably would be the same thing. Um, but, yeah, they, they hop the fence anyways. And uh, they go knock. Of course, no one answers. So they decide, you know. Why not? We're in the middle of the woods. Let's just enter the, enter this home and uh, see what we can find. While inside, they are walking in the kitchen. That's where the trap door is that we saw the lady fall down earlier in the movie. Um, they hear some sounds coming from down there. So they're like, all right, let's check this out and go downstairs. That's smart, right? That's totally the smart idea. Um, well, the two girls go downstairs. Um, the guide and Terminator. Um, but while they're downstairs, the nerd guy hears someone coming up against the door. Um, kind of find out it's the freak coming home or the uh, mutant, whatever he might be. Um, so then uh, he gets all scared and he gets ready to go down the basement. And so they're coming up. And he's like, no, no, you got to get down. Someone's here. Um, the basement is also filled with their uh, dead bodies. At least they found their friend because he's a dead body that's on the table. I'm assuming there's probably other dead bodies in there as well. And then next thing we know, the freak is coming in through the house, and the nerd slams the trap door, but he, I don't know if he's just going downstairs to check, or if it's because they they are making sounds, um, but he starts to go down, and then the uh, c camp counselor guide breaks out the wood planks that are covering out the window, and she stays behind to try and fight the, the freak, 
Uh, but then we see her head go flying out that window as well because the two kids are already out there. And this very poorly done uh, cosmetic ceramic head or whatever it might be, not ceramic, of course, prosthetic head goes out the window and it's just laying there on the ground. Uh, not really the best paint job. Not going to nitpick. But yeah, um, it goes flying out and the kids are like, oh shit, we should uh, probably get heading out of here now. Uh, then we cut back to the ninja guy and the preppy girl are just talking and he just randomly goes on about how gay, gay he is and how he's, you know, tired of hiding it because his dad doesn't believe him. That's uh, kind of like something that's thrown out there out of the middle of nowhere. I wasn't really expecting that to happen, but, you know, good for him, I guess, for speaking up about it. That's a proper thing to say, right? Yeah. Sure it is. Uh, then we cut back to the Terminator and the nerd running in the woods. Uh, the nerd's having a mental breakdown. He's panicking. He's freaking out. Rightfully so. He just saw a separate head come at his feet. Uh, and then th she slaps him in the face. And as soon as she does that, he starts puking on the ground because he's so fucking just freaked out about it. Uh, he did just see one of his, I wouldn't even call him a friend, being you know destroyed and then a severed head. So I guess puking is a more... Uh, reasonable thing to do, I guess you could say. Uh, but then we cut back to the two couple, or not the, even a couple, the boy, the uh, the cool kid who's now going on about being gay and the preppy girl talking. It's just him doing all the talking because we then look over at her and she's been impaled in the back of the head by the freak. Um, and then he he takes off running in the woods and then he comes up to a church, um, random church, which is actually the, the preacher from the beginning of the movie. It's actually his church. And then at the same point, the nerd and Terminator girl, they make it to a random shack in the woods. And the person, there's actually a person in that shack, and they actually let them inside. Um, and then we cut back to the church where the, uh, the injured guy is telling the preacher what's happening. And the preacher's just like, are you on drugs? Are you drinking? W w what's up with you? Is there something wrong with you? I think there's something wrong with you because of the way you're acting. Um, the preacher's like, okay, well, maybe it's not safe to leave. Anyways, I'll go try the landline. He goes, picks up the landline. He says, no, no, the landline's dead. Two seconds later, his landline rings. And the injured guy's literally crying because he's like, oh, there's nothing we can do. And he realizes the phone just rang. He looks up at the preacher, and the preacher knocks him out. It's like, whacks him in the back of the head. And then he wakes up. He's got his hands tied behind his back, and he's sitting in a chair. And he's literally got a ball gag in his mouth. And then the preacher's like, I know you're kind. You just got to sit here, relax, wait it out, kind of, you know, you know your sins, you're going to pay for them. He goes outside, because um, his wood chipper is randomly going on, so he goes to check it out, and then he looks back into the woods, doesn't see anything, then he turns around to look back at his wood chipper, and that's when the freak is standing there, literally grabs him, both hands on the side of his head, and starts, you know, poking his eyes out, and then next thing you know, he just pushes him right into the wood chipper, and chips him right down to his shoes, and then he walks away with his shoes um the injured kid though does get himself out of the the ropes in the chair he gets the ball gag off and then he hides in inside the church um i don't know the technical term but it's like where you go to f say forgiveness i think it's kind of like that area he's hiding in anyways the freak comes in and he's looking around the church but he still finds him anyways and that's all we see is we just see him opening the door and then reaching in for the guy uh, then we cut back to the the uh, nerd and Terminator girl on there in the cabin talking to the guy. That's when we find out the guy knows a little bit of history about the people. Uh, because it, by the sounds of it, he lost both of his legs because they're now steel prosthetics. So I'm assuming he might be the mailman from earlier. Maybe he escaped. I don't know. Um, we're finding out a little bit more 
about the backstory. It was actually a mom and her two twin boys that lived in the woods. Uh, flashback to the family. The twins are, you know, having a good time, just playing outside. They see an explosion in the sky, and the boys go to check the crash site. It's actually like a meteorite. They decide to take it home. Um, also, the Polish apparently read very interesting kids' books to their kids. Because the mom's reading a story about a witch who kills kids or something along those lines. I wasn't really paying attention. But the story is just called Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight, which is actually the movie title, which is a good tie-in, I guess. Um, but yeah, the kids brought the mirror at home, and it's underneath their beds. And it actually comes alive and starts infecting both of the boys. Uh, it's like this worm creature that comes out of it. And then the mom wakes up the next day. Apparently she didn't hear her kids crying in pain. Because it looks painful when these people are getting infected by this black worm creature. Anyway, she doesn't. Uh, she didn't hear it at all. So she goes to check on her boys and just sees a trail of blood from the boys' room into the hatch of the basement. Go to check it out. Uh, come to find out, they had a family dog. Um, they don't anymore. Uh, yeah, they're in the basement eating the dog. That's probably the worst part of this movie. Uh, but then she like puts chains on the door. She's all freaked out. She, you know, she's trying to hold the door down, putting chains on it. And then we cut to the nerd and Trimmer are uh, back, still in the cabin, and they're talking. And uh, the guy's got his gun already loaded and stuff. He's ready. He's ready for what's ever going to happen. And he tells them, you know, like, you can leave or you can stay. Uh, if you leave, good luck. It's a two-day walk to the nearest village. Um, they then decide their only chance of survival is to go back to the house to get the uh, jock cell phone because he had it in the basement. Because that's one of the reasons why the camp counselor stayed back. She heard the cell phone going off. So I figured maybe she thought she could kill the, the freak and then get the cell phone. I don't know what her plan was, but she lost her head pretty fast. Um, so they head back to the house. And the nerd's like, you know what? What are we going to do? You know, um, She's like, well, we're just going to wait it out and wait for, them to, wait for him to leave. And he's like, well, what if he doesn't leave? Like, what if he doesn't leave for weeks? So he gets a bright idea. And he's like, okay, I'm going to make a diversion. I'm going to go around the front of the house and bang on the door. And once he comes out, you can go in and grab the phone. Anyways, he's pounding on the door, banging on it. And the freak finally starts to leave the basement. And then no, he never comes to the door. doesn't come to the door, so the girl goes back into the basement. Uh, she grabs the phone, but at the same time, the freak grabs her and then starts, like, one hand choking her and sniffing her at the same goddamn time. I don't know why. Maybe she smells good. Um, not not really too sure about what that's all about. Uh, then the nerd comes down and stabs stabs the freak once in the side. Just once and leaves the knife in there. Just does, doesn't stab him again. And then he's like, sorry, man. Sorry. Because the freak drops uh, drops the Terminator girl and knocks her out. And uh, yeah, I don't know why she, he thought it was a good idea to only stab him once and not pull the knife back out. I got, I got nothing on that one. Uh, but as soon as the freak turns around and comes at him, he, uh, he grabs... Grabs a knife at him and stabs the nerd in the stomach. And then he literally leans in. It looks like he's going to kiss him. But he bites his tongue out. The freak bites the nerd's tongue out. I don't know why. Just bite the whole face off. Do something other than just bite the tongue out. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. And then while she is passed out on the, the basement floor, she's having another flashback to the car crash. Uh, apparently she got ejected from the car because she's nowhere near the car and she's looking over at the car as it's on fire and as her dad is trying to crawl out of the car while still engulfed in flames um and then she's waking up in the basement and she looks over at the nerd and he's you know he's stabbed in stabbed in the stomach she's chained up at this point in time by the ankle and uh you know 
she's all scared and whatnot and uh she's like i'm gonna get help don't worry she grabs the jock's phone and his phone has like a finger password on it so he actually she actually grabs his severed hand and puts it on the phone to unlock it and at this point in time the phone also dies at the same time so she can't use it anyways um then the dirt the nerd's like calling her over and he's going on about the terminator thing that he went on about during the walk in the path at the beginning and he's going on about how she looks like sarah connor and then he's just like just kill me please <laughs> just kill me um but yeah we then see the two twins upstairs uh the one's mending his little cut on his back and the other one's sitting down literally pouring the blood out of the pre the preacher's shoe and then sniffing the shoe so they got something about sniffing things clearly i don't know why but they like to sniff things so and then the one that's got the the stab wound inside he lays down the bed to go to sleep while the other one takes his large ass battle axe and drags it across the floor and leaves the house uh, i don't know if he's going out to cut some wood down or what his plan is but uh of course the terminator girl does use the knife to kill the nerd off uh, she just pushes it further into his stomach and he finally dies and then she's using the knife as a, like a, a lock pick to try and unlock the the uh, latch that's on her ankle um, she unlocks it and gets ready to leave and then has second thoughts uh, she goes over the workbench where the jock is laying on and she, underneath it is a giant machete that they use to cut the bodies out so she's saying, like, you know what, I'm going to take this, I'm going to go upstairs, and then I'm going to find the guy who's sleeping, and I'm going to repeatedly stab him until he's dead. And then the next thing after she does that, she's running into the woods, just completely running, no machete. I would have kept the machete at least, because, you know, just in case you get, you know, sidetracked in the woods or something, at least you got a machete to try and have a chance. Um, back at the random guy's cabin, uh, he's hearing some noises outside his home. He's, he's still sitting in a chair. He's got his gun locked and loaded, aiming right at his front door. He sees that doorknob moving just a slight bit, just a slight bit. And he literally just lays the lead right off into that door. Uh, he gets up, goes outside to take a look. Come find out it's actually the injured guy from the church. I don't know how he got away, but he got away somehow. And he made it to this cabin only to get shot right in the chest by a shotgun. So uh, that kind of sucks for him, I guess. Uh, then we have this random cop who's sitting in the middle of the woods in his police car. And I'm pretty sure he's talking to a hooker because he gives her some money after he's done talking to her. Uh, he's just going on about his life story and whatnot. And uh, she leaves the car. And then the Terminator girl runs up to the, the car and starts pounding on the driver window. And he's asking her if she's okay. And she's just she's freaked out. Rightfully so, you know, she's seen most of her friends for the day get, you know, chopped in pieces, and uh, she just killed someone, some monster thing, uh, so he's driving her to the next nearest town to get help, uh, she's sitting in the backseat, and he's looking for the rearview mirror at her, to make sure she's doing okay, and she's completely, like, dead zoned right out of it, uh, while he's looking in the mirror, he hits something, and, uh, he stops the car, come to find out, it's the other twin boy freak, um, she's like, you know, I just gotta go see what that was. I don't know what I had just hit. And of course, when you're in a cop car and you're in the back seats, the doors don't open because they're locked. Uh, so he's going out to check. He's like, mister, are you okay? Window to try and get his attention. And at this point in time, the freak stands up with his battle axe and literally raises the battle axe up. And the cop's trying to get his gun out, but he won't unclip the holster, so he can't get the gun out. And the battle axe goes through the top of the guy's head all the way down and splits him into ha like two pieces, which was a really kind of cool effect. Kinda, I think that's probably been done in a different movie. Uh, I probably just can't remember which movie it is at this point in time. 
because there's like homage kills that I remember from various movies because we got the next one coming up um the the twin is walking towards a cop car and uh he's dragging his battle axe while she's trying to break the back window out of the car or the back door window like the driver's side door um uh, breaking that out so she finally breaks that out gets out of the car and gets into the driver driver's seat and starts starting the starting the car the way it won't start of course because uh, that's just how horror movies work and uh, the the freak for whatever reason climbs on the the trunk of the car and then climbs on the roof he's a big boy uh, not sure why he's doing that he could just went over to the driver door but whatever uh, but he's climbing on top and he's laying that battle axe right into that roof of the car the car finally starts so she floors it and he falls off backwards and then we have like this jeepers creepers homage scene from the uh the scene where they run over the creeper because she pulls forward and then she's looking in the rear view mirror. And he just see, she just sees him laying on the ground. So she, then she whips in a reverse, runs him over, goes back for a little bit, then puts it back in drive, runs him over again, and then she just takes off into uh, down the road. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all we see. So I don't know what kind of kind of side effects she has, or what uh, kind of therapy she's going to need, or what she even tells the police and everyone else if anyone even believes her. But uh, she's she's in for a life of trauma. She's already got trauma because she watched her family die. But uh, she's going to have even more trauma now. So that kind of sucks for her. But uh, it is what it is, right? Anyways, it's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie. Um, is it the worst movie I've ever seen? No. Is it a mediocre movie? No, it's not. Uh, there's the effects of the twins, the freaks, whatever they might be. It's very weird. There's these very big, large men that just look like they have blisters all over them. They're very blistery. They kind of remind me of the the lady from the Dawn of the Dead remake who gets brought in on the uh, the um, the wheelbarrow when the uh, the other group of survivors come into the mall. She kind of reminds me of that in a sense. Um, just the face and everything just kind of reminds me of the same. Um, it's very blistery face. Kind of cool aesthetics. Um, there are some decent kills. I like the wood chipper kill. I like the cop getting the battle axe right from him. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, it's not it's not good writing by any means. There's some weird writing at one point um, when the Terminator and the nerd guy are coming up with their game plan to get the cell phone. And he's like, oh, if they come out, I'll just run through the woods. And her scene, her next line is, do you even know how to run? Like, that's a nerd fat kid joke right there. But it's not a good one. It's not a good one at all. Uh, if I were to rate this movie, I'm going to have to give it a three and a half out of ten. Like I said, this is not the worst movie I've seen. It's good for, uh, you know, just to kill some time. It does feel like it drags out a little bit longer than it should. I think it should be like an hour long movie. Uh, it's an hour and a half or an hour and 28 minutes or something like that. But it's not too bad. It's it's on Netflix. I can't complain. Um, I, going into it, I didn't know it was a Polish film that was dubbed. So I kind of do like that aspect because I do like the dubbing. It's not great. But it's kind of funny. It's very 80s cheesy dubbing by the by just the the sinking of the voice and the lips. Um, but yeah, if you want something new to watch, okay at best, then check it out. If not, then you know don't don't check it out. Uh, so for our next movie though, I already have it planned in my head. Look at me go because I I I got some ideas up here. Not a lot, but a few. Uh, we're going to watch uh, some zombie movies next because I really want to get back into zombie movies because I personally, I love zombie movies. I'm not burnt out by them at all. Um, it's my my favorite 
the horror subgenre. So we are going to watch 28 Days Later. Um, I don't like fast zombies at all, really, but I will tolerate the 28 Days Later zombies or infect it because they are fun. Um, but yeah, that's going to be our next movie. So like always, if you guys want to keep in touch with me or want to suggest any movies to me, use the hashtag the Rotten Reviews Podcast or find me on all social medias at Typhonstein. Uh, I'll leave the Linktree link down the bio. That way you can find me on everything from Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. I'm doing usually two to three gaming videos a week now on YouTube that are fully edited. Um, I s- I'm going to start doing Twitch again. I'm going to make some you know, overlays and make it all look fancy. At least that's a game plan. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I'm not I'm not too focused on Twitch right now. I'm, I like the YouTube. I like being able to edit my videos and do whatever weird things I want to them. Um, and just be able to record and focus on the gameplay and not have to focus on the chat. Um, but yeah, uh, TikTok. I'm on TikTok making some uh, little art videos here and there. Uh, hoping to have some more art videos coming out soon. I'm hoping to have some new uh, merch dropping as well soon. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be yet, but we're going to have something. Uh, but yeah, like always, if you guys want to keep in touch with me, social media is the best way to do it. Um, just send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter, or just contact me on Facebook, The Illustrate Mind of Brian Taffair. That's my, uh, my art page. And, and yeah, until next time, I'll talk to you guys all later. Peace. Bye-bye.